With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. To 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Go! Welcome to another Touch of Gooders podcast. Uh, welcome back, guys. We've uh, we've been away for a few uh, weeks. 
But um, we're back and we're ready to talk about an Arsenal win. That's the reason we were off because, you know, we didn't want to discuss these bad results. You know, they were kind of messing with the, uh, the Arteta agenda kind of thing. So I'm joined by uh, Anton and Sean. How you doing, lads? All good, mate. What's going, What's going on, man? Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. You know, I'm suffering from the holiday blues, you know, but... Yeah, uh, I managed to watch the Newcastle game from my hotel suite. Suite, yeah, from the suite, not the room, the suite, yeah. Are we spelling suite with a U or S-W-E-E? No, definitely with a U, definitely. It was a lovely suite in in Dubai, I watched it did from... You have, did you have a jacuzzi in your room? Um, I can't... Can even confirm nor deny that, but I mean, uh, I don't think my wow. mum, mum, I don't know. That is sweet, man. <laughs> That's a big room. Yeah, it, was, it, was, yeah, it had a living room. It had a living room, so it was like, you know. But yeah, so it was I, an apartment. There's no jacuzzi. If you can't drink champagne yeah, and eat chicken wings whilst you watch the TV, <laughs> then it's not a sweet. Sorry, sorry, Anton. We can't all afford to go on uh, eight holidays a year, you know. Okay, money up, B. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't deny it. I can't deny it. It's very simple, isn't it? It's very simple. It's very simple. Anyway, let's let's talk about the game. Um, I can't really comment too much on the game because I was watching some grainy stream. So, um, from what I saw, it was definitely a game of two halves. Like the first half looked like Emery's uh, Arsenal. We looked really poor. Um, di- didn't have much going for us. I, I remember you guys saying in the group chat saying we were doing all right. I was thinking we're, we're doing all right. We're we're pathetic. We're, we were really, really poor. We couldn't manufacture any opportunities and Newcastle looked to be the better side. But the second half was a different story. So, uh, Sean, give me your take on the first half and and, and what changed uh, in the second half to obviously give us the victory. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I felt for the first half hour, especially, we were just, we were crap. The ball was getting moved um, like so slowly through the middle, like from side to side. And then like there was just, and um, it was like, I found... Oba and Pepe, they were just too far wide um, in the first half, especially. So, like, it just wasn't dangerous. And because, like, Newcastle came in, like, a really deep block, like a 5-4-1, like, we just we just weren't threatening. There was, like, no sort of threat through the middle. Um, everyone was kind of too far apart. And, and I think that kind of... And uh, we just kept getting hit in transition through um, St. Maxim and um, Almiron. But obviously, thankfully, their own product isn't great. So, um, but, yeah, in the second one half... One goal, one assist I, for um, St. Maxim, <laughs> But that's that's what the streets are saying. But um, but yeah. But now in, in the second half, um, there was a, there was much greater intensity to our game. Um, I think Oba said after the match as well. Him and Pepe. Why do you keep calling him Oba? What is Oba? Where did uh, you come from? All right, listen. Ant, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a <laughs> chat about your pronunciation of things. What madness did you come up with the other day? Ah, uh, listen. <laughs> now, what did you say the other day? What was it? Listen, I can't I said, remember who it was. Listen, when I was in Marrakesh, oh, there, there, yeah. there, was a di- there was a discussion in the group chat about the pronunciation of Anthony Nokaye, which is the very... <laughs> Listen, that's <laughs> that. <laughs> no, no, wait, explain, sorry. Say it again. I yeah, thought his exactly. name was Anthony Nokaye. I thought that's, that was his that's name. That's what we all thought. That's no, what no, the no. commentators call him, that's what everyone calls him. This man I said, actually, look, I am. Sean, you know in Morocco they have their French breakfast, innit? Sean had a couple of yeah. croissants and started, started putting up some French breakfast. Sitting in that one little cafe and that, eating some croissants and some pan of chocolates at dinner. Get out of here, mate. Alright, alright, so, sorry, sorry. Oh, let them, oh, oh. <laughs> all right. 
I'll, I'll get the, I'll, I'll get the full pronunciation of that. So basically, in the second half, um, Aubameyang and Pepe were a lot closer into goal. Um, Aubameyang said after the game that um, basically Arteta told him to get closer to Enketia in the second half, um, and he said the same to Pepe as well. So they were a lot closer to Enketia. They were uh, much better combinations as well. So that allowed. Saka kind of free reign down that left side as well, like whereas basically playing into winger as well. So we were just getting a lot more bodies in the box because Newcastle didn't really come to like attack too tough. Like they were just sitting in and hoping just to catch us on the counter every now and then. So uh, is, that, is that is that true? And it, is that uh, well, true? The first half? Yeah, not 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 really the first. Well, not really the first. Even though, I th- do you know what? I we think, dominated sorry, possession quite a lot. Didn't we, we? I still, still think we had like possession. 70, 30 possession in yeah. the first half. But we, I just don't think we moved the ball as well in, in the first half as we did. In the second half, there was a lot more intensity to like the way we moved the ball in it. So, And they just struggled to get out. So, um, And I think, yeah, and thankfully, we just got the goal quite early in the second half. And, well, we got two quick goals in it, and that was pretty much game done after that. I loved it. Oh. I remember it. I think it's the right decision as well. I think I think Lacazette probably needed uh, a spell out of the team. I, th- I think it was crazy to not play Aubameyang through the middle. Mm. Yeah, I think that was crazy. But I, I, I like that Nketiah got an opportunity. I mean, I don't think he did himself many favours. I don't think he had a great game. No, he was a bit and starved of it in the first half. I thought, but he was, and this is the thing. I think, I think the biggest problem we had in the first half was a lack of intensity. Obviously, um, what's happened now with Lacazette coming on and scoring, he'll probably get his place back in the team from Enketia. and um, yeah, I just hope it doesn't have a negative effect on the on the young boy because I I, I highly doubt Lacazette and Aubameyang will be at Arsenal next season. So, so you think, so you think that uh, Enketia didn't really do enough to keep his place in the side. You, you think he'll be out of it? I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say he didn't do enough. The, the fact remains that Lacazette is clearly preferred to Enketia, and there's clearly sensible reasons for that. I think when you get an audition like that, I think it's very harsh at the top of the Premier League, isn't it? And if the guy that's the bigger name, the higher profile player comes on and scores and you, like, Ketia missed one good chance. Was it one or two? Well, uh, one, one, and I think he had a good opportunity to get a shot yeah. off and did Yeah, there was the one The one from Pepe. Pepe's good yeah. work. Yeah. The, yeah, the one, and then there was the one where I think Pepe, he went through again, like, from a Pepe pass, but he, he didn't shoot. You know, he took too long, like, to, yeah. to sort of pull the trigger and he lost the ball in it. So, but yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, getting a start would do wonders for him. If he if he gets on for 20, 30 minutes in the next game, who, who, who we got? Olympiacos. Is it at home or away? It's away, isn't it? Uh, yeah, away, to, away tomorrow night at Olympiacos, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's unlikely he'll start that game. But, you know, if we can get some good minutes in that or in the next Premier League game, then good luck to him. I, I like to see players like him come through. I quite like him. I quite like him. Who does he remind you of? What kind of striker is he? I, it, He's not like um, he, he. He seems like a traditional number nine, like back in the day where he would have been pretty decent. But I don't think he's got that complete kind of game around him that's going to make him a top Premier League. He's a lot more technical than our first thought. Same, like, same. Obviously, I'm not saying that he's like Burkamp or Henry levels of technique or Van Persie, but. I thought he was really scruffy, like when I first saw him. Like, but he's not. He's quite 
he's relatively tidy. He's relatively tidy. He's got a good eye for goal. He's got good movement. I, I don't know. I can't picture. I can't think of. Generally, I can make a quite a quick comparison between players, but I can't really think of anyone that he reminds me of off the top of my head. I will think, but I can't. I can't think of anyone. Oh. It reminds me of Marlowe Stansfield more than anyone. Who? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the elite character yeah. in the wire boy. Yeah, yeah, he's a dead ringer for him. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, so, what did you think changed in the second half then? Because obviously we were shit in the first half, but I guess um, I think we scored early in the first in, in the second half, didn't we? Did that kind of like help things a little bit? Mm, was it early? It was, what, nine like ten within, minutes into the half. Yeah, but a bit. Exactly. I think I think the big I think the biggest change was the, the intensity and application to our play. I think I think we. I think he probably like he did at was it Leeds. I think it was yeah, half time. Gave him a, yeah, a rollick yeah. in at half time, and they stepped up. But things like that worry me because you can come out sloppy for the first half and you know just go through the motions against the Newcastle at home and the Leeds at home, and you can get away with it and go in at half time nil nil and, and win with a decent second half. There's a lot of teams that we'll face that you don't have the luxury of doing that. So, for me, something that happens more than once becomes a cause for concern. Like if we're if we're starting games poorly, that 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 worries me. On the flip side, if we was really good at the start against Chelsea. We was really good at the start against United. We, we uh, don't Chelsea seem away. to be able to do the full ninety. I think Man United is probably the closest we've had to that full ninety. Where, but obviously United didn't really do anything in the second half to really challenge us. But we haven't had that complete start to finish performance yet, have we? No, not yet. I'd, I'd say I'd say Bournemouth in the cup away. I thought we was really good then. Does that Fair. count, or are we dis- discounting yeah. that? Because yeah. okay, well, I, I kind of thought that was a really good performance. Yeah, I thought that was a really good performance. Um, early game wasn't great. I didn't see any of the Sheffield United game, so I can't comment on that. Uh, yeah, that Sheffield United was the, probably the worst game I think. Actually, along with Burnley, those two were like the worst. Burnley, you kind of expect it because it was away from home, and yeah, yeah. I know we have a decent yeah, record against Burnley. But yeah, Palace, we started well. Palace, we started really, really well. I think, I think the, I think the, the football that we played at the beginning of the Palace game was probably the best I've seen under Arteta, truth be told. What we did in the Newcastle game, though, which, we, which we've struggled in, like in the Palace game, for example, was when we got the first, we got the second. And then that gives you that, that, that room for error. Yeah. Um, because yeah. what we've been seeing in previous games is we've been, you know, we've, we've dominated most of these games under Arteta. And maybe we've, we've been 1-0 up and then... We've the, the other team's got like a scrappy goal and 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 it's kind of like you know they've got the equaliser out of nowhere and when you get the second goal so quickly after the first then you know that's not going to happen anymore is it it's it's um, you put the game yeah, beyond that's doubt. A, yeah you're right that's a mentality thing if you look at all the great teams yeah and I don't even just do you remember like the Invincibles in that like if you weren't at the game and that you you'd look you remember you check the results on Teletext yeah and um, you'd see. Henri, 28 minutes. Will Todd, 31 minutes. Mm-hmm. Perez, 36 minutes. Game's done. Game 3 0 up. Yeah, yeah, 40, yeah. 40 minutes. All the goals are in a short space of time. Barca, yeah. this Liverpool team, City, they score straight after their first goal because the whole thing in football is 
people say you're most vulnerable when you've just scored, when in reality, the good teams know they're at their best when they've just scored. Yeah. The opposition is most vulnerable. They go for the kill. Whereas we'll score... And it's okay, cool, let's sit back and try and keep the ball. Mm-hmm. And you keep the ball and you do nothing. And the other team thinks, oh, let's get at them. And then they'll nick a goal because we're not the best at the back. And then before you know it, it's a different game. So uh, that, that ruthless edge is, is vital to being a good side. Yeah, definitely. Um, were there any um, standout performers from the game? I thought Saka, again, was really good at left-back. He's, um, he's really making that position his, his own. And I think it'll be an interesting problem for Arteta to have when Tierney comes back as the who yeah I think I mean I don't I don't think I don't from what I've seen of Tierney and Saka I I don't even think there's a there's a any doubt as to who should play I I don't think it's close why you think you think Tierney should play Tierney is clearly levels above Saka are you not impressed by Saka I'm not saying he's you're not having Saka at all though are you it's not that I'm not having him. I don't, I don't. I don't see what everyone else sees, and I'm not going to pretend I do. Like I, I like to see players like him doing well and playing, but I don't see any specific quality to make me think that's a top player or will be a top player. I, I just don't. Whereas Tierney, if you look at the performances Tierney's put in when he's played, he looks like yeah, he could be a top top left back. He looks like. He is one, to be fair. You, you could argue like, his delivery that is outstanding. You could argue Saka's had better performances for Arsenal than Tierney has. I don't think you can at all. I don't think you can at all. I think I think I think a lot of that is based on on Saka's inexperience mm. in his position and his age, rather than what he's actually done. Do, do you think Arteta sees it that way, though? Like, do you think Arteta I sees thought, it as? I, I don't know because we've not. Seen, when did Tinny get injured? Sheffield United. He gave away a penalty and then got injured, didn't he? But, no, West West. Uh, it was the West Ham game where he uh, shoulder dislocated his shoulder. He's not been since then, isn't it? Did he give away a penalty against Sheffield United? No, yeah, no. I think it was Southampton. I think that was like the game before. Oh, no, that was under Emery. Yeah, that was under Emery. But then he played like um, the game against West Ham where he started and then he had to come off because of his shoulder. So he's not played under Arteta? He hasn't played no, under Arteta. No, but he's, he's not played under Arteta, no. Who gave, who gave away the penalty? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he did. Southampton. Yeah, Southampton. But that was under Emery. Oh, OK. But yeah, he had a really good game that game, didn't he? He, he did, he did, except for and he the penalty. Yeah. And then he gave away a penalty, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, OK. So yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's um, a competition between those two. I really don't. I, I failed to see how, and that's that's not that's not knocking Saka, but I've been really impressed with Tierney, and I'm not I'm not crazy about Saka. Okay, Sean, do you do you uh, disagree with that, or you do do you think it's closer than? No, yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I, I expect um, I agree with Anton. I think when Tierney's back fully fit, I expect him to come straight back in. Also, one because uh, he's more experienced, but also two, it's very clear. Evidently, uh, Arteta first said that he obviously he's brought in fullbacks because he sees Saka as an attacker. Saka himself sees himself as an attacker, even though I don't necessarily agree with that myself because I think he's quite limited when he's further up the pitch. I prefer him when he's coming with the ball from deeper. I think it's a lot harder to stop him. Um, yeah, so I don't really like... So he, he's quite adamant that he wants to play like, on the wing in it, but I don't see like a top potential level winger in there, whereas I see a, a very decent fallback in there if he wants to apply himself to it which unfortunately it doesn't seem like he wants to in it 
but generally speaking, yeah, I've, I've been I've been impressed with him. But like, you can't. He's got I think three goals and eight assists this season. You you can't sniff at that in it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, eight eighteen years old. Like his uh, the work he did what for the second goal that he laid on for Pepe was fantastic in it. So, um, no, no, he's 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 been great. I've been I've been really impressed with him. But yeah, I don't. Um, one, yes, I agree with that. I think Tini will come back in, but I also don't see a top-level winner in Saka. I really don't at all. So, so it's a shame that he doesn't want to apply himself to the left-back position. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Pepe. You, you, you brushed on him there. Um, it was... Um, it was... Uh, so it was one of those performances where you, you look at the stat sheet. Like, I'm looking on Sofa Score now. They've given him 9.7 out of 10. But... In, looking at the whole game, he's, he, he was nowhere near that, that good on the pitch. But obviously, he was decisive in, in the contributions that he made to the game in terms of like the two assists and the goal. Um, and how did you rate his performance overall? I mean, he, he did what he had to do in the final third. Uh, the cross was decent for the goal. Took his goal well. Um, yeah, I mean... Again, I don't think it was an amazing performance. I, I, it was okay. He, he, like you said, he was decisive in the final third. The um, football Twitter, Aviless football, Virgin Twitter were very impressive. It though I was receiving all kinds of abuse from them on Sunday evening. I was being told to suck my mum and all sorts. No way, that's unlike them. People, people who I would fold and put in my boot if they ever even looked in my eye <laughs> in the street. But here we are. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it it was okay. He was okay. He it was better than he's been a lot of the time. Let's let's put it that way. And we can't you can't all you can do is get better, right? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I didn't think like it was it was uh it was amazing, but yeah, I thought I thought he was decent, like decent, like seven and seven seven and a half out of ten. I didn't think it was like a a nine or a nine point five that these guys are making out to be. But I, I think it's one of those things, you know, when. Um, people are very good statistically. Like people just automatically gloss over what they might have yeah. actually been on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I actually, have, I actually like, if he scored and got two assists. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. So he, he wasn't he, half he, as good on Sunday as he was against Sheffield United yeah, away. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I've actually seen him be more direct and, in my eyes, have better games, but it not show statistically. But, show but statistically, obviously, because. Yeah. Uh, it showed statistically at the weekend. People assumed that it was uh, it, it was okay. I guess obviously, like I said, the, the different challenge for him is because Newcastle was so deep in it. Like he still found a way to be effective, which is which is good and and which is what obviously we need to see more of as well. And Arteta said he was decisive and obviously and he and he worked hard. I think they said he had ten ball recoveries in it, so he worked um, very hard off the ball in it. So I think that was what Arteta's criticism of him yeah. was in previous yeah. games that he wasn't working hard enough in it. So, so fair juice, but um, yeah, let's, let's, let's obviously see it. Hopefully. Who did you think was better, him or St. Maximum? I thought St. Maximum looked more threatening, um, but I I do also think he had a lot more space to run in, like run into in it. Do you know what I mean? It was, I feel like if, do you think if Pepe had that space, he would have run into it though? I think so because that's, do you think that's, Pepe would have utilized that space? I, I, personally, yeah, because that's how we played a lot, a lot at Lille. Like Lille were a big counter-attacking threat in it. So, so this um, is England. From what, what you've seen of him here, yeah, if he had that this space, England. Be you know what I mean? <laughs> you've you've always got that space in France, bro. Everyone gets that space. I see Mbappe clean through from fifty yards week in week out. Mm. Where, where's Sean disappeared to? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, I've, okay. I've, I've, no, no, no. 
I've not gone anywhere. So yeah, no, I I, I think he would have. I think he, I'd, he. I think for me personally, yeah, he's somebody who thrives on space. Obviously, he's not. Uh, and I think uh, I totally understand what Ant is saying. Obviously, you can only judge by what you've seen in England so far. But I think yeah, he would he would thrive in in a lot more space. My sort of thing was him coming to England, playing a more possession orientated side. He's going to have to find new ways to be effective because, as Ant said, there's not going to be that space that there was in France in it. So that's the challenge for him going forward to see like he was on Sunday in it. So he's going to face that more often than not in it. So the challenge for him is to to find ways to be effective. But I was like happy with the goal he scored because he was in the box. Like how many to like he was a similar goal, you know, to the one he scored against Man United when we were at home as well. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like the cross. So that's the, yeah. So it's uh so that, that that's what I need to see more from him. Like being so that's why I said um and I was happy um in the second half Arteta got both him and Aubameyang closer to goal as well. So they just need to attack the box more. And that's that's where the rewards will come hopefully. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. You touched on um, his defensive, uh, what, did you say 10 ball recoveries? Apparently that's what the, they were saying statistically afterwards, yeah. Cool, yeah, because that was like a big feature of his game that I saw. Like that, that was the thing that stood out for me most was his like ability just to get back and nick possession back, which I've been critical of him before because um, he just hadn't really been showing that much intensity. And I thought that was the reason before why Arteta didn't really fancy him. And maybe Emery as well, because Emery had him in and out of the team as well, isn't it? So, if he's improving that part of his game, there's there's just there's just so much to work on with Pepe. This is the thing, like, he's he's very far from being that complete player that we need. And, yeah, it was a nice little performance, but, man, but <laughs> I hope that isn't his is, peak, boy. <laughs> uh, but I think, um, you know what you said about, like, the hard work, obviously, because... I think that's what um, why Arteta left him out against Burnley. But it's also, did you see obviously what he said about um, Ceballos after um, he said obviously Ceballos because you know we've been asking for a while why Ceballos hasn't been playing in it, and Arteta was like he's not been training well. But then he changed his like attitude and he's been working very hard in it. So he was like that's why I played him. And I think conversely that's also why he left Guendouzi out at the weekend as well in it. So apparently he's not happy with his attitude in it. So yeah. it just seems like he's just obviously playing people based on merit obviously which is how it should be and, and, and working hard in training and, and you get your opportunity in it so yeah wouldn't that point to then Saka starting over Tierney then if it's based on merit uh, to an extent yeah but put it this way like Ant said when we eventually face better teams um, surely you're just going to play Tierney Tierney's a better defender he's got more experience he's lit- he's very fast himself um, probably not as good a dribbler but um, we pay 25 million for, for Tierney and he's 22 years old, do you know what I mean? So you're still going to invest in that asset, aren't you? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of think if, if you go with a merit approach, then, so, sorry to go back over old ground, but like, I, I just think um, if you're going with a merit approach, Saka's not done anything worth uh, worthy of being dropped out of the side. So I think he would probably start. I reckon Tierney will come back, be on the bench for a few games and maybe when Saka makes a mistake, he'll be out of the side. I don't think it would be an automatic thing of Tierney coming in and replacing Saka. 
But um, do you, well, you think that? Do you think that Arteta cares for a sentiment like that? Um, I think if you're looking at doing things by merit, if what if what Sean is saying is correct in terms of like Genduzi being left out because of attitude problems, Sabayos has been training well, so he's. I don't, starting... I don't think he really rates Genduzi. Who um who Arteta? Yeah. Why do you say I that? I, I, I just just given how uh, Guendouzi's been used since Arteta's been here, I, I, I get the feeling that he, he he's not he's not too keen on. He he's trusted him in some of the big games, though, no? Has he trusted him? Has he had no other option? Um, hasn't he? What what was the game that um, Guendouzi yeah. started over Torreira? Uh, the Burnley one the other week. Oh, was that not was that not Chelsea? No, no, no. He it was he started. Uh, Guendouzi started with um, Torreira against Chelsea because Xhaka was injured. Oh, because Xhaka was injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Xhaka was fit, he I doubt Guendouzi would have played. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, I don't want to obviously what? be bad in it. Guendouzi only... has only been he's only played in two games, two league games under uh, Arteta, Chelsea and Burnley. Mm. He hasn't featured a single minute in any other game. And, and I think he the played. Constant... He played against Bournemouth, and that's it. I don't know. I don't think he's been injured. No, he he's hasn't. Not, he's not been injured. No. Yeah, I, I don't think he's having him. Yeah, maybe. I feel like he's played a lot more than that, though. Why? Why do I feel that yeah, way? So, yeah, I'm looking on transfer. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Transfer market had it wrong. Sorry, it oh. had it as defensive midfielder. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about um, to say. I feel like he's played a lot okay. more than that. So, yeah, so he played both games against. He started the first game against Chelsea. Uh, he didn't get off the bench against Bournemouth. He came on for eight minutes against United. He played for forty. He came on for Torreira at halftime against Palace. We lost all control of the game in that at, in the second half. That was when Torreira got and, injured, and, right? And Torreira yeah, got injured. Got injured. Yeah. Didn't play against Sheffield United. Came on for thirty-five against Chelsea. Started against Burnley. So yeah, he started. He started two of the games. Okay. That's interesting. And and he started both FA Cup games. What what did you guys make of Sabios's performance as well? Because obviously, like this was this was a I game. I mean, it was good. We ain't gonna be recording videos walking down the street, flipping, looking like we've <laughs> well, just well, what, won the lottery. Well, what like Pratt did that? Man did. What, what Pratt did that? I don't know what Pratt did that, but yeah. But you know, it could never be me. Right. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good in the second half. In that. He was very safe in the first half when he had the ball. He was very safe. I feel like, like everyone, he's just going through the motions. He's a proper baller, though, isn't it? Like we really need to get the we need to get the best out of it. It's a shame he didn't have he, do, he doesn't have a bit more legs because if he had legs, he would be. I don't insane. think he needs legs. I just think, I just think he needs. I think what he needs is he needs to know that he is the go-to man in that midfield. But for some reason, I don't know what it is, Arteta seems to prefer Xhaka to him. Well, for some reason, Arteta seems to be preferring Xhaka over Torreira as well in that position I don't think well. he prefers Xhaka over Torreira. I think, I think that I'm assuming, but I'm guessing that the, the full process in this game was that we're going to dominate possession. Newcastle aren't really going to offer much threat. So do we need a ball-winning midfielder in there or can, can we get by with two players who are supposed to... Even though Xhaka's been good under um, Arteta, so let me not carry my agenda forward based on what he's done before. But um, 
Yeah, I I think that um, he just thought we don't we don't need a ball winner in there in this game because we're going to dominate the ball. And I like when managers think like that. I think I think sometimes you can be too safe in games that you don't really need to be that safe in. And 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 I also I, sorry sorry to just I also agree with what Ant says because obviously like when Arteta first came in, everyone thought our attack would be the thing that benefits in it. But it's been defensively where we've actually been good and it's, it's to like attacking where we suffered in it. So he just, he just, and it made sense because Newcastle played five at the back. So you're kind of like, well, listen, these guys don't look like they're coming to try to set up to win in it. So you might as well just chuck another attacking player on there. And um, so Bios is technically very safe and secure in it. And um, I like that he passes the ball like quickly and like with a uh, purpose in it. Obviously, not so much in the first half, but in the second half, especially like um, I think I saw he had the most touches. I think he had like over a hundred touches like in the game in it. So that kind of like says says it all in it. Do you know what I mean? So and it's to Ant's point that Torreira probably doesn't do that as much. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, Torreira's played every game under uh, Arteta. He he was on the bench against Burnley, but he'd been carrying a knock. Yeah, he came off against Palace because he was obviously injured, and Newcastle at home, we didn't need him. Sheffield United at home, that's the kind of game that, obviously, Sheffield United were doing really well this season, not to take anything away from them. But I, d- I don't think you need midfielders like that in those games. I kind of I hate when teams do that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, when, it's like when, when Emery was playing two defensive midfielders at home against Cardiff or whatever. Do you know what Mate, I mean? he was playing free. Yeah, it's just not necessary. <laughs> it's not necessary. Um, obviously, Ter- I think Torreira's out tomorrow, isn't he? he? Hasn't been named in the squad. I don't think. Uh, yeah, they um, they, they said um, he's he's ill he's apparently. Ill. So it depends. So he he's ill. But Gwendozi's in. Yeah, in. Um, Erzul's out because his missus is expecting. Oh yeah. Um, and then. Well, he's he's not giving birth, is he? What's he? Yeah. What's going on here? What's going on? <laughs> but, but yeah, twenty twenty, eh? But but. I, I, they did the same thing, though. Arteta did the same thing with Xhaka, like about six weeks ago, where his missus was expecting, and he just left him out. So in it, so I don't know. If, I don't know if that's. Are we? Are we ever gonna see Pablo, Marie, and Cedric? Like, why does it feel like they've been at the club for like two months and <laughs> we just haven't fucking see, seen them yet? Are they? Are they in the squad so, for tomorrow? Yeah. So, so pa- Pablo Marie is. Um... And he played for the under twenty threes on Monday, innit? Yeah, I heard, he was that, his... I heard he was that yeah. for one of the goals. Was he? I don't know. I did. I didn't watch, but I guess obviously with him because he hadn't played since like December in it, so he's mm. probably just not like he needs match sharpness in it. Mm. Whereas Cedric is just generally injured, like <laughs> he's not fit in it. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, sure. so so I don't know about it. But yes, um, Matt Murray's in the squad tomorrow, so I don't know. He he might start. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be hard. To, it'll be interesting to see because. Um, like Leroy said earlier on in the chat, like there's there's loads of players who are just fit at the moment, isn't it? That's why there was bare players just left out. Just so, like if you think Holding, Nelson, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, um, they Gwendouzi, they were all just left out of the squad at the weekend as well, isn't it? So he's he'll obviously take a big squad, and it'll be interesting to see like who he plays and obviously if he rotates and stuff. So yeah, what, what are you guys doing? Like because obviously uh, with the whole thing around Man City being kicked out of the Champions League and fifth place now, look. It is confirmed, right? Fifth place makes Champions League. Uh, well, obviously, it's got to go to the court of arbitration. They'll probably get a blight. Oh, so it's not confirmed? It's got to go to court of arbitration, isn't it? They're appealing. Oh. Oh, well, all right, all right. Then we've kind of uh, put... Uh, well, you've, you know, you put a pin in my balloon now, mate. Um, all right, anyway. Okay, well, I was going to say, 
in light of this news that you know the fifth place could get a Champions League spot, how does that um, impact uh, your how you would uh, like go strength wise in terms of Europa League and the Premier League this season? Would you would you have changed your um, your thoughts? Because I, I was thinking, let's just go hell for leather at the Europa League. You know, it, we, we weren't going to make top four, so let's take well, the Europa League really seriously. Well, if 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 this is on because they're saying because Chelsea are playing Spurs this weekend as well so one of them will drop points so there's another chance to make up ground like we just did again this weekend and I think Everton are above us as well so if we beat Everton so there's a good chance to make up ground if we did win um, this weekend and stuff so it's a hard one to play but me personally I would still sort of prioritise is, is it a hard one to play we've got a massive squad yeah. and um, what how many games left 12, 12 league games and what at most 10 10 uh, league games yeah oh and the FA, the FA Cup as well yeah. what 10 Europa League no we're in the, aren't we in the no it's last it's the round of 32 oh it's round of 32 what it's round of 32 no it must be last 16 I, I thought it was 16 surely it's last 16 sure Oh, if it's round the 30, this ain't the old UEFA really. Cup, you know. Where yeah, like, it's round the 32. Is it? Is it? These two, the oh, 16, the quarters, yeah. semi. Yeah, final. Yeah, it's so a nine games. Long ass competition, man. Nah, so, this competition is long, bro. It's like, silly. It's it's yeah. all silly. It's all yeah. silly. Like even look, look at look at the Champions League fixtures tonight: Leipzig, Tottenham, and Valencia, Atlanta. That's not Champions League games. That, they're Europa games. No, they actually are. They really all are. All of this third and fourth. Fifth, sixth, seventh, whoever getting into the Champions League needs to stop, mate. First and second and done. I, I used to I used to disagree with you, but now I also have no chance whatsoever of getting in Champions League. I kind of <laughs> do agree with you. I'd I'd like to see, you yeah. know, you know, I just think it lessens the competition, personally. No, it, it does, it does. Um all right, let's do some <laughs> listeners' questions then before we wrap things up. Uh let me get them up. Uh I think we've got quite a lot because we ain't recorded for do you guys think we're going to win? Do you guys think we'll win tomorrow? Or, or get a, as long as we get an away goal, I don't mind. I, I can't say I've seen anything of Olympiacos. Under Emery, I thought yeah. we'd go out, but I don't yeah, even know who Olympiacos sure. have. They do their fixtures every 28 days in that week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that was one of the funniest things of all time. They don't even know who they're that. playing next week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny about that, yeah? Is it's actually true. Like, it came them countries, so true. I mean, yeah, is it? Them countries, they don't organise fixtures. You know how, like, Arsenal, you can see, no, oh, yeah, not. we're playing... Is it not done for the whole season? Mate, the it's, not done, it's done on a fortnightly basis. Don't chat shit. I what swear is it? to you. Five-a-side leagues, they I swear to you. It's done, it's done mad because... Um, I think it's the same in Turkey as well. Like, you can't check the fixtures you, like, you, for a month's time. It's, they're you not don't there. know what the political stability of the country will <laughs> yeah, be basically. by that time. That's why it's so funny. It's actually true. It's so true, man. All right, let me get some listeners' questions. Um, <laughs> Massive fucking kill. Try to buy a season ticket. You don't know if you'll be able to make games. That's bad. All right. Uh, Yo Han Yo says, Do you think we might cash in on Rob Holden in the summer? 
I mean, I doubt it. He's British, and we ain't got many British players in the in the squad. To... We've got loads of young. Have we not? We've no, got but Willock. no, but they have to be over a certain age to be registered, yeah, don't they? Or something? Yeah, they have to be. They have, they have to be over twenty-one to be registered. So they can't. No, they don't have to be. They just you don't have to register them if they're under twenty-one. But if you haven't got, but then the that numbers, takes a space, well though, doesn't it? it? But if you're only worrying about a space to fill it to fill that homegrown quota, then you might as well. I'd sell holding. How much can you get for holding? 20 mil? 15, 20 mil? You reckon you can get Maybe 20 10 mil? because of his injury. Centre-backs are going from the Championship to the Prem for 20 mil. Brian bought Adam Webster from, from Bristol City for 20 million pounds. It's true. It's true. Harry Maguire went for 90. Yeah, it's true. Bro, I didn't yeah. even realise Holding's getting quite... He's already 25 now, you know. I was like, rah. Bro, he's not... Yeah, because you lot have been talking about him like he's 16 the whole nah, time. Nah, not me, bro. so <laughs> noble, man. Not, 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 not me, bro. fans on Rob Holding has, has always baffled me. It's weird. It's I don't weird. know. How, he, he, he has literally been... He's literally told us everything about the mediocrity we've grown to accept and love yeah. at the club. Do you know why some people have always gassed him up? Because of that FA Cup final where he did all right against Diego Costa. But well, he did Costa that was ran ragged. ragged. He just, yeah, Costa ran him ragged. Yeah. It's just holding, didn't bottle it. Yeah. I, 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 he, kept, I, he kept going. Yeah, basically. <laughs> all right. Um, um, go on, Sean, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, you know that, that fake that Arsenal fans got gassed about last season that fake 22 game unbeaten run and mm. I think obviously I think it might have ended when he got that ACL injured in it yeah, so yeah, yeah, people yeah. Were, that, that's where people gassed him up to like high heaven they were like oh do you know what's funny do you know it's just really funny I'm on uh, Rob Holding's Wikipedia and do you know what the related article is the next one is... <laughs> Gary Cahill <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, the thing is Holding would do really well to be as good as Cahill and that speaks volumes about yeah. what Holding S- actually S- is. Saliba already looks like double the player Holding is. He is. He is. He oh, is. yeah, comfy. But, yeah, it's true. And if you could defend in France, where it's like nine attackers versus you, then you're onto something. True. All right. Um, Hola Manog asks for, if we um, ask for, if we sell Aubameyang, who can we replace him with? I quite like Jimenez, especially with the crossing ability of Saka, Tierney and Pepe could also help the away form. That would be an awful side. No. I, don't, I, don't I don't really like Jimenez personally. And also, the money that we'd have to pay for him from Wolves, he's also 20, he'll be 29. Yeah. By yeah, the beginning old, of next he's season. not really a shooter like that as well, is he? No, he's not. So you'd sell a Bamiyang with one year left on his deal. We're not going to get great money for him. What, 50 mil if we're lucky? 60? And then what? Spend it straight back on Jimenez, a player that's a year younger and half as good. That would be ridiculous business. Agreed. Totally agreed. I don't like. I, I don't even think he's good anyway. Like he's done really well at Wolves, but before that, his career's been trash, bro. So I don't even understand like where the hypes come from. It reminds me of like you know that season where like Mitu for Swansea had a bad boy season and everyone was like, sign him, sign him, sign him. <laughs> I told you, it's average, isn't it? It's dry. Yeah, his goal scoring record is really poor. It's like it's one in three for his career. Like he, so he was, he was, thing. he couldn't even bang in the Mexican league, bro. Right. So I don't know. He reminds why. me of um, Rondon. 
do, do you know what it is? I think he's one of those players that do really well in the big games. He always causes the big teams. Yeah, he'll always cause problems Stress. because he's a big, untidy, do you know what I mean, good yeah. hold up. Yeah, he's one, he's one of them. He's suited to the level that he plays at. Yeah, but, yeah, if, but if he goes up uh, a notch, yeah, 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 no, not for me. Up. Not for who, me at so, all. So who is for you then? Who 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 would be a potential uh, Oba uh, replacement then? Oba, yeah, we're sticking with this Oba team. But I, I think we should try <laughs> for Jovic. It's obviously not going to work for him at Real Madrid. I think he needs to take... I think that move was too big for him. I think he needs to take a step down I think that's the level we're at, is that we take the players that can't quite cut it at the elites, let them rebuild their rep with us. Well, that's supposed to be the thing. Well, it worked with Sanchez. And then and then they and then they move on to where they're supposed to be until we get there, if we ever get there. So Jovic, from what is blatantly out there, I would like us to go for Werner, but I think bigger people have already set their sights on him. So I don't think that's possible. Werner's the most like for like with Aubameyang um, that mm. I can see. Like stylistically, they're quite similar. I think Werner's probably a bit more suited to be out on the left wing if you if if he wanted to I do hate that. that wing I, I do, but I it's really despise it. I I I hate it as well. Aubameyang should be up front and nowhere else. But if he is going to persist with it, it would make sense having someone who is a bit. Well, it's better than Aubameyang at, at doing that role, you know, someone who's a better ball carrier, someone who's better mm-hmm. at putting crosses in and, you know, just better in build-up in general. But um, he would be the most lack-for-lack. Lack. But, uh, yeah, uh, Sean, any any thoughts? I, I, I know we've done this question a few times, but um, any... I was, I was going to say, like, people have asked this question bare. Like, I, I mean, generally speaking, the strike market isn't, isn't great in it. So you're either gambling on an on an unknown or, or you're paying for someone you think is going to be great. So either way, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But yeah, I think with, Ant, with what Anton, Jovic seems a, a safe bet. Um, there's Musa Dembele at Leon. I'm not sure. People aren't really hungry. I'm not crazy about him. Yeah. Um, there's, but other, it's, it's not great. Like There's that Celtic striker who people keep mentioning. But I'm not no, happy. he's poor, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. yeah. He's Sonogo, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people. I don't know why people are mentioning him. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's not great. Yeah. So, what about Depay? Yeah. Would you take Depay as a striker? No, I'm is, he, you know, is he still scoring goals? He's he's, 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 he's had a big injury. Yeah, he had he had he had an ACL, so he's recovering at the moment, isn't it? So no, I'm not having him, man. I'm yeah, not having him. I think, I France is his level, man. No, I'm not having him. <laughs> um, Manny underscore OA asks who's currently the most valuable player in the squad Bamiyang what does he mean by valuable as in terms of like actual Money. market value or just yeah. valuable to the I'd team say, I, would, I would say both I would both, say yeah. value to the team and, and market value is Bamiyang you yeah. just said that Aubameyang would be lucky to get 50. Is there no players? Yeah, who, else, who else do we get more than 50 for? Hmm. There's, no, there's no one. Leno? Leno? Oh, why? Because Kepa went for big money. People ain't making that mistake again. I reckon you could get 50 for Leno. I don't know if we'll get 50. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely make profit because what? We spent 25. Yeah, 25, I, think, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think if so, I think 40 would be good money for Leno. Yeah, 40. If we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Your boy's scoring again, Lou. Who? Luis Muriel. Oh, is he that 
fat Colombian. <laughs> uh, oh god, no man. He would have a field day in Gauchos in England. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're over him, yeah. Yeah, he, he was a good. He's a good player, man. But he's just fat. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. So, no, no, it's a no for me. Um, uh, 50, who, who, Torreira? Mm, I don't think you get 50. Uh, you probably, how much are we buying for? Hey, what, Sean, yeah. is this an admission that you wouldn't get the, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't recoup the money back for Pepe now? But if he's, <laughs> I, 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 I never said you'd get that money back for him. I never agreed. I I said, yeah. I never said that. I said, I never, I never said you'd get that money back. Well, what, what not fifty mil? No, not not a cheeky fifty mil back for Pepe, no. Listen, who's this kid like, that's uh, scoring all these goals for AZ Alkmaar? Uh, but I don't trust Holland, man. Yeah, Holland's a bit. And there's Do, cause, cause, yeah, who, yeah, who was that guy that Middlesbrough signed? <laughs> what was his oh, name? Yeah. Oh. The Brazilian Alfonso <laughs> Alves. <laughs> 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 There's a and, and you know what's it, what's his name? Ar- Ar- Donnell Marlin. Yeah, our Ar- kid that was here, Donnell Marlin, is at PSV. Yeah, he's, he's been he's, he's been bagging. So there's been talk but of him. We fumbled all this shit, man. Why did we not put yeah. fucking buyout buy back clauses? clauses yeah, and all I don't that know crap what. But do you know who his agent is? He didn't agree to it. Right, Mino, 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 isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Mino didn't agree to that. Where, but we, yeah, we should never have su- we should never have sold, sold Marlin. No, I, I don't think so because he was he was um. In the under 21s, the same time that Eddie was in it, so they were there at the same time in it. So, and I always thought he was better, but yeah, it's Marlon always looked good in the in the under 23s. But basically, like he wanted to ball straight away in it, and we were like, nah, there's there's people above you in it, so yeah, yeah. Like this this kid, this uh, Myron Badu, yeah, he's got he's dark, but Ghanaian, Ghanaian Dutch. He's um he's got twenty and thirty five. Really? Okay, that's not... well, how old is he? Nineteen. Yeah, but honestly, and he scored on his debut and, for Holland. Do you, have you seen? Dutch and he's football? just nineteen as well. And have you seen Dutch football? I know, but well, so, all right. So look, this is what happens with a kid like this. Yeah, he's at a pretty little club like AZ Alkmaar. Yeah, you wait for him to go to I don't know. Let's say he goes PSV or Ajax. Yeah. He scores again at the same rate for them. Then he goes to say a flipping, I don't know, a Sevilla or a Valencia or something, and he scores goals for them. Then you yeah. pay five times as much. It's true. Like if you can get him for twenty million from Azad out more or less, so what? Probably like, less. Who cares? Yeah, who cares if that's how much you spend? Yeah, but he, he might be shit, man. That's what. That's my. That's my fear. Is, yeah, he, he might be. I'm just. I'm I don't just, know. I've I'm never seen him. I've never seen him. I've just no. seen that he scored goals. Mm. Uh, to, be, to be fair, at 19, it's no mean feat to score that amount of goals in any league, and it? it's not, uh, you know, uh, unless you're Haaland, but it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, well, that comparison kid there is mad. He's a he's a freak, man. I just watched that video earlier of him scoring nine goals in one game <laughs> for for Norway <laughs> in the twenties. But he, it's not normal. Like, he, he, for, for his size, saying, like, he should not be that fast, bro. I don't I know, understand how he's like, yeah. The first time I saw him, I knew. I was like, yeah, this kid. Like, I saw he's got some mad hat trick or something. So I, I was like, yeah, this kid. 
He he's, sure is, man. He's scoring against everyone as well. It's like, he, he ain't... Yeah, his second goal yesterday was stupid. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, all right, cool. Uh, should... Uh, this is from Ranch Dingus. says, uh, should Arteta's questionable starting lineups be a cause for concern? Should the Ganduzi situation be the test to see if Arteta is a good man manager? So questionable starting lineup. I guess the the last couple of lineups have been a bit questionable, but I mean, I, I guess we kind of answered the uh, the Torreira Xhaka kind of thing. Uh, why Xhaka was included in the squad in the team and, and Torreira wasn't. But who else was questionable um, from the last game? I don't think anyone else really was. I guess you could say Enketi and Laka, but Laka deserves to be dropped, doesn't he? So and, and, and also, I feel like after like the training camp two weeks I thought something was going to change anyway I don't know what was going to change but I just always thought something was going to be different in it so uh, but to be honest uh, I, we we all said in the chat when we first saw the lineup I was a tad skeptical still uh, but it worked so we move on in it yeah um what about the uh the second part of that question should Ganduzi's situation be the test see if Arteta is a good man manager no well, he's, he's, no he's, he's and I I think I think it's stupid to assess if a manager is a good man manager based on their relationship with one player. Not every personality type is going to get on. Not every player and manager is going to get on. And Gendouzi might just be a up. massive prat as well. I mean, he does come across <laughs> as a bit of a wanker, but he's our wanker, isn't he? So we accept it. However, you know, there's nothing to suggest that Arteta is as fun. I think I think one of the problems with Gendouzi, and I, and I don't generally like these assessments, but I, I will make it, is that he comes across as a player who thinks he's a lot better than he actually is. I, I think he's got in, that reputation from In some young. ways, in some ways, that aids his game in that... Confidence. The confidence. And that's what a lot of, a lot of where his bravery comes from. Is that there's, I'm not crazy about Gwendozi, as you know, but one thing I do really like about Gwendozi is he's really brave. He'll never shy away. He'll never stop wanting the ball and he'll never stop trying to do things. And now, I really respect that. And I think part of that is in the sense of he thinks that he's better than he is. Now, a manager with, say, Arteta's education, how Arteta played and where Arteta's coached, I can't imagine those qualities are too endearing to him in the sense that he's all about the team and the structure and doing as much as you can, but the bare minimum at the same time, if you know what I mean, in the sense of um, don't overdo things where Gwendozi seems to be that type of player. So I can fully understand how, them t- if they don't get on, how it could happen. I can fully see how that could happen. Yeah. He, he, Gwendozi was much improved against, was it Bournemouth that he had the really good game against? It was Bournemouth, wasn't it? Yeah, in the, really, in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 he was. He was really, really good. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's good. He's good. I mean, part of my, my rating, I, th- I think Arsenal fans massively overstated his actual qualities and they confused some of his qualities with his, his desire to play rather than what he was actually doing. But I feel like Arsenal fans of guilty of that an awful lot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've got a couple more questions before we wrap things up then. Count Dracula asks, uh, how do you think Arteta will use Tierney? Do you think he'll be used as an inverted fullback? No, how he'll be used as in, in, will he be used as an inverted fullback similar to Bellerin or an attacking fullback like Saka? 
No, attacking. I, I, I think Tierney gives us enough of a balance that he's he would be comfortable doing both. I think if you've got, I think if you've got Tierney, you can release Bellerin more, and they can rotate it rather than saying mm-hmm. how you have it with Saka, who's not as comfortable inside and is not as good defending. So you have to try and keep him away from that. I think if you've got Tierney and Bellerin, then you can you can let them both do it in in spells. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, t- t- yeah. No, no. I, I was just going to say, Tini's one of those people I would feel comfortable doing both because I've seen him like fly forward in his delivery, sick. But I've also just seen him like just just hold his sort of position as well. So I think that sort of flexibility, um, Arteta. He's played well. a lot of games as a centre back for Celtic. Yeah, for Celtic yeah. as well. And yeah, for Scotland. Yeah, free. So he's so he's definitely comfortable for more inside on the pitch as well. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Um. And uh, the the the, uh, the notorious VSL asks who is best pl- best suited to replace Özil. So is the replacement Smith Rowe? Yeah, come on, Ad, talk yeah. that. Talk uh, have that, you talk, have you been watching much from for Huddersfield? Talk that uh, I've, been, I've been watching the compilations every week. Mm. I've been I've been reading all the Huddersfield fans. <laughs> They're big fans of my boy. Yeah, he's gonna he, come he, back. Like, look, when when people talk, oh, we should go for Grealish. Why? Why would we spend sixty mil on Grealish? Well, because Smith Rowe is there. It doesn't make any sense. But you think you think Smith Rowe is is going to be as good as Grealish? I think it'll be much better than Grealish. Really? Much better. Yeah, I, Grealish is good, but there's 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 a reason that Grealish had to get uh, moved to the wing for 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 Villa, and Villa have to have to find a way to keep him. From causing them problems, there, there's a reason for that, and and that's not me taking away from him as a player. But I think Smith Rowe will be better than him. I do, I really do. Let's look uh-huh. at when Grealish came onto the scene at Villa. Let's look at his first season at Villa in the Championship. You know what I mean? It's, it's I, I I I like Grealish as a player, but again, I think I think people are going way 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 overboard, way overboard. And I, I, I would never, I would never um, be happy with spending 60, 50, 60 million on him, especially mm. when you've got players like um, Smith Rowe. Would you? So you would go with a traditional ten then, because Smith Rowe has been playing ten for Huddersfield. Um, so you would, you would continue with this. Uh, I, I this ten player? yeah, I personally wouldn't have loaned out Smith Rowe. Yeah, agreed. I would have loaned out Willock. That's yeah, I, I I would be playing Smith Rowe now. Yeah, personally. No, I, I I totally agree. Like I I've always maintained that he's the most talented youngster at Arsenal. Like by far. Like unfortunately, he, I've always felt he's been very unlucky. Like with injuries and stuff in it. So this is like I'm quite happy. Although, like I said, I agree that I think he should have stayed. At the same time, I think he he sort of needs minutes just to stay fit. Yeah, for a while, he's, he's, so, get, he's getting yeah, them and he's performing. Exactly. He's, he's obviously going to improve. So. Yeah, it, it could work in our favour. It's just, yeah, it's just. I think the areas we need to strengthen and the players. You lot have criticised me for this before, in the sense of making like minor improvements. Like you got a player that's a six and a half out of ten, and then you go and spend forty million on a seven out of ten. It doesn't really make any sense. You might as well, you know, blood a nineteen-year-old. That's at the minute a five out of ten, and before you know it, he's gone past both of them. So yeah. I I I would I wouldn't go anywhere near Grealish. And, and Smith Rowe would be my um, my next in line. I, I would phase out Ozil 
next season and Smith Road starts. Do you know what? He starts I, me. I actually agree with you, but that's quite radical, you know. I've, I, I've been thinking that, but I didn't want to say it in it. Everyone was like, ah. Oh. Everyone would be saying, so you know, Man, you got to stick your neck on the line. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if Smith Rowe is nah, ready for that. How will um, he get ready if he doesn't play? But it's because when, 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 when he has ready. played, it's no, but I think Jack's in, I think Jim Jack's impact on his team from when he was 16 was was um was very clear. Whenever Smith when, Rowe's when played, the Smith Rowe's played in the Europa League games, he's been. Blinding. I don't think he has. Blinding. Wait, wait, wait. I can't. The wing as well. I can't. I can't point to any great performance from Emma Smith Rowe. If I'm being honest. Last season in the Europa League, he scored three goals for us. No, that doesn't mean anything. That's not a performance. Pepe scored goals. It doesn't mean he's got a good performance. No, 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 no. no. But what you need to also remember, like you're talking about Jack Quinn, the balance to the team was good. Like we brought Smith Rowe in at like a a weird time in it. Do you know what I mean? It's he's it it needs to be like a a nice platform for him to perform in it. Do you know what I mean? So and he hasn't had that. So I feel like under I feel like Arteta would be able to do a lot more with him. And he's also quite tactically flexible because he can play as a centre mid as well and he's quite happy to play as an eight, not just a ten as well. So I I like him. him, I like him. You can use him in a variety of roles. So But I'm not all in on him. I like him. I'm not all in him because I have. When I have watched him, he's flattered to deceive me a little bit, man. And I, I know he's a no, good no, player. But, but do, 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 no, I remember this earlier on this season because we were saying this when Emil Smith Rowe was playing on the right wing. He's not a right winger. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not suited to like any of his qualities at all. Like at all. Like you've seen him. He's very good at driving with the ball at his feet. He's yeah. very very fast. He's a good passer. Like. I feel like when he was played on the right wing, it just kind of limits his options. You know what I mean? So I don't think we were doing anywhere near enough Definitely to try and get the best out of him. So yeah, Definitely yeah, that's. But I, I just wouldn't be as radical as as as. What I you get guys it. Are. it. It it is a risk, obviously, and maybe you could argue Arsenal don't need to take that sort of risk in it, um, in making him his uh, a main playmaker. But um, yeah, I, I guess it also depends what we're going to choose to spend our money on in the summer as well, isn't it? So. So uh, I guess we'll come back to it and see. All twenty million of uh, well, thoughts, but, of, thoughts on that. Uh, but, Kiefer but, ready, Arsa. Thoughts on being linked with Tar? Forty million. Not impressed, to be honest. I can't say I much. Watch much of Jonathan Tarr, to be honest, but I've heard he's a bit of a. I've heard he's a bit of a calamitous James, but um, yeah. I, I, other than that, I don't really know too much about him. He, he he looks like he would have the profile of being quite. Like the centre back we we want, you know, someone quite commanding, got pace, he can pass, he's good on the ball, like from what I've seen in compilations and shit. But I've heard he's just really, really error prone, and I, I don't know if. But, but you know, this is what we were discussing in the group chat earlier because that was the same thing that was said about Leno, and nobody wanted Leno at the start, but everyone's mm-hmm. happy with Leno now, isn't it? And obviously, Tar as a youngster was really, really highly rated. So obviously, I'm not saying it is, but it might be a similar situation where you know he's just kind of stagnated and he just kind of needs like a change of scenery or he could be Mustafi and or he could be he, he he really could be like but you don't know in it so it depends on like if like the scouts are really really feeling him and they're saying you know what it's worth the effort but 40 mil is a lot of money and I, then again I, I always get put off with these signings I don't know if it's true now but it's like when I see guys like defend allow signing defenders from Leverkusen I swear they draw every game 4-4 and I know that's not the right way to look at things but I don't want a defender who's in who's in teams <laughs> that concede four goals a game man uh, I, that might be completely wrong for this season but I'm so sure every time I look at Leverkusen's results they've conceded four goals you're probably right Still. So I, I I'm not a big fan of it, but and especially for forty million, it's too much money. That's a that's a huge portion of our budget, man. And it is. 
Well, what about that um, that Gabriel brother from Leeds, uh, from Lille? I ain't he's, seen uh, him. I ain't, I, I, I ain't seen him, but he's uh, like twenty two, I think, and he's like six foot three. He's got a decent profile as well. Um, we've been linked with him as well, so but I don't know because obviously the one that we've been linked with constantly for like the last eighteen months is Dupin Meccano in it. Yeah, and obviously it's coming up to the summer now where he's only going to have twelve months left on his deal, so he's hundred percent guy. He's going Bayern though, isn't he? Yeah, I've heard I've heard Bayern are, are looking at a minute. So mm. if Bayern are interested, yeah, Leverkusen's results are crazy. Is it? Is it? Did, did they concede my goals? Three, two, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's a clean sheet. Four, one, three, two. So, four, so basically, three. both teams to score every week. There you go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, see, I don't know pretty about, much. but that's German football in general, isn't it? It doesn't mean he's a it's bad defender, but crazy the way they defended him. You see that defender that did that mad diving against Sancho? Yeah, day? yeah, that was so dumb. Where that was, was so he dumb. going? I don't know where he was. Even going, if you were, even if you won that tackle, you're giving away a penalty every single time. What was but, the but point you, of that challenge? But you know what Dan said? Because he said, like, every team in that league just presses heavy. So there's always just bare space on the pitch. So they just, because they love, love pressing, they're all passion merchants, isn't it? So that like, one ball over the top, though, like, and you can just get in behind. So I'm like, that's kind of nuts I think, to me. I think, um, I, I can't remember where I listened to it, but uh, it might have been the, uh, oh, what podcast is that called? Oh, whatever, TIFO Football. They said, like, the lowest pressing team. You in listen Germany. to other podcasts? Uh, well, yeah. How do you think I'm so knowledgeable? But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they said they said something like this like the, the, one of the lowest pressing teams in Germany would be like one of the highest pressing teams in the Premier League based on like their pressing metrics so like they literally just press the shit out of each other and it's, it's, a, it's a completely that's why, different that's why the game's so high scoring isn't it it's yeah it's yeah alright lads um, let's leave it there then that's been an hour we've given you an hour of our time I wanted to discuss my Ryan Giggs and Perez debate that I had. Oh, go launch on it, go launch on it, launch it, launch it. What is, it, right, is this? So... Is this an ongoing debate? Is it? Is it? Yeah, He's still debating. Listen, listen, I had man trying to tell me like, "Is is Giggs is clear of Perez?" I said, "Impossible." Why? They Impossible. said, "Ah." Longevity. He's more effective, he's more direct. I said, "But Perez scored more when he was here." Oh, why are you just comparing when they was here? I said well, there's not a period of Giggs's career that you can pick, and this is true, in which he was better than the period that Giggs was true. Then I said to a man, bear in mind, this is a man that's in his early thirties. I said to him, he said, "Ah, oh, Giggs in his be- at his best was better than Perez at his best." Impossible. I, I said, "When was Giggs at his best?" He said, "93." <laughs> bear in mind, I know you didn't. See. The brother goes, "Ah, oh. is that words are ah." Oh. Yeah, I think he scored 13 and got 7 after that. First of all, you don't think nothing. You know you've just been on his Wikipedia. Page. 100% wicked. You know, you, know when you, get, you know when you say you think and you, you, you get one goal out? Like, you know it's 14. Yeah, 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 on purpose. Yeah, it's don't leave a trail. Yeah, yeah cool. I said, all right, cool. He said, yeah, wingers weren't scoring at me. <laughs> so I went and checked. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the man that was scoring at the the, the same rate as Giggsy these times, yeah, or or or, <laughs> or not too far because the man told me wingers weren't scoring at that rate then. So this is where it all Jason gets. Jason Wilcox in him. <laughs> all right. So 92, 93, the top scoring left midfielder in the league was Mark Waters. Do you know who Mark Waters is? Didn't he get his house burnt down? <laughs> I don't know about that but he was a black guy oh, and he okay. used to play for Liverpool and Rangers yeah okay and the funny thing about him playing for Liverpool is that his middle name is Everton I don't know why I know that but okay. I know that 
I've never <laughs> heard of him before. So Mark Water scored 11. Ryan Giggs got nine. Gary Speed got seven. Gary. Andy Sinton got seven. Andy and Nick Barmby got seven. Jeez. Yeah, so yeah, some big names there. Yeah. On the right of midfield that same season, David Phillips for Norwich never got nine. Him. Never heard of him. <laughs> Darren life. Anderton got six. Yeah. For Spurs, Paul Merson got six for us mm. and Kachelsis got three for um, United. Yeah. So then we go into the 93-94 season. This is Giggsy's best year in front yeah. of goal. Giggsy got 13. Gary Speed got 10. Lee Sharp got nine. Rick Holden, two different clubs, don't know who they were, don't know who he is, got six. I believe he played for Oldham for some strange reason. Could be. Anyway. What goes that way? I don't know. I just think he did. I kind of remember him a little bit. So that season, Paul Merson was the top scorer right midfielder with seven, Kanchelskis with six, Anderton with six. 94, 95. Andre Kanchelskis. And this is going somewhere, lads. Don't worry. I'm not just (laughs) reading up this for no reason. We'll we'll let you land. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. Kanchelskis, 14. David Lowe of Leicester, eight. Jim Bajilton. Who became a manager? Jim, oh, I love Jim Mitchell, he was a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Stone, five. On the left of midfield, these numbers are hilarious. We've got Nicky Barmby of Spurs with nine. Steve McManaman of Liverpool with seven. And that Maccas. John Salako of Crystal Palace with four. And way down the list, we've got Ryan Giggs of Manchester United with one. <laughs> what, cool. one what? Wait, 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 wait. One Premier League goal the whole season? Uh, maybe from that position because I'm oh, yeah. sure he did I have a season where he scored one but so the band said yeah when Giggs was at his best wingers weren't really expected to score what they was expected to do was to cross and he was scoring a mad amount of numbers compared to everyone else so I proved that was wrong and I said but Perez got more than that I think pretty much every year he was in England he said yeah but the game had changed by then wingers were expected to contribute more so I thought let me have a look at what wingers was doing at this time yeah so, in 0203, Robert Ferrer scored 15 Premier League goals. Man, like. Ironically enough, the next highest mid- scoring left midfielder that season was a certain Ryan Giggs with eight goals. That's almost <laughs> half. So, then we go into the 0304 season. And funnily enough, the top scoring left winger again is Robert Perez, this time with 14 goals. Second to him, this time is a former Arsenal player, Lewis Barmorte, with nine goals. Fulham. Just below him, with seven, half the number that Perez got, is Ryan Giggs, with seven. <laughs> there we go to 0405. And yet again, at the top, is Robert Perez, with 14. <laughs> and just below him, with eight, is Lewis Barmorte again. <laughs> and just below him again is Ryan Giggs, this time with six. Less than half <laughs> of Perez. So, as we can clearly see, Perez was far more effective than um, Giggs. Then the man told me, oh, yeah, but Giggs was in the latter years of his career. What do you mean? Giggs was playing till... Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to read out their date of births. Brian Giggs' date of birth. 29th of November, 1973. Robert Perez's date of birth... One second. <laughs> the 29th of October, 1973. So, Robert Perez is 30 days older than Ryan Giggs. 
Yeah, good one, mate. Listen, there's not even a flipping comparison but, between but, the by two. By the way, by the way, Giggs did actually score one goal in 94 95. That is did ridiculous. he only get one? One goal in 29 games. Uh, in 96, 97, <laughs> he got three in 26. 99, he got three in 24. I, Pirin, you know what? in his worst what? year, would never get... No, no. His he worst year probably is, is better than Giggs' best years. Also, like I said, because it, it annoyed me so much when they gave... What year was it that Giggs won? Like they, that gave 2008 or something. Yeah. That was yeah. a sympathy, yeah. bro. And that's so, the, that's yeah, the bro Henderson's getting this year. It, it, it was because you remember 0102 when Perez got injured in like like March, March Feb, yeah. March, and he was still by far the best player in the league that season. When yeah. like he was given played, Giggs has never had a season like that in his entire never, life. Never, never, never. It never. Giggs never. was nuts when he first came out because he was mad exciting and it was new. Yeah. You haven't seen a like I was little, but I re- I remember that Ryan Giggs was just this mad fast youth with curly hair and he was just fast. He just used to run. He's got seventeen like, goals in his like in his um in his like third full season at United, and then but it was downhill ever since then in terms of goal scoring. <laughs> never never reached those heights again. I mean, at that point, players was having a beer and a cigarette at half time. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Adams was in rehab every two weeks. So I was going jail and coming out for the FA Cup games and that. Like, come on, man! I'm not, I'm not taking that football seriously. Letting him out on day release or that. Like. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking this. I'm not taking it serious. Oh, you're like in EA hockey. You remember the ice hockey game where players could have fights and then yeah. just go like, just yeah, people was fighting on the pitch. It was fine, like uh, hard standing. Nah, I'm not taking it seriously. So, yeah, the whole Perez gigs thing, it's a horrible comparison. And what sickens me. Is that a Liverpool fan will say? It. Yeah, the, a, a Liverpool fan and United fan said it, and then the Liverpool, the Liverpool fan, they went on to say that Andy Robertson is better than Dennis Irwin. No, no, well, I can uh, Robertson be better than Irwin, but Perez can't be compared to Giggs. Yeah, ridiculous. Mate, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Are, are you quite done though, Anton? I am, yeah. yeah so yeah. everyone nice. just respect and hell Robert Perez. It was a but he, oh, but he needs to stop training with us. Like, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was to be fair, he's probably still oh, better than Pepe, so Yeah, I agree. I hundred percent agree, shout, but he's been shout, training shout. with us for ten shout, years. Hey, cu- cut the pod off, man. Let's go home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's go to bed, bro. Alright, cool. Lads. Yeah. Use the hashtag touchdown for so we're just back. To two two and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil!
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.